Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Here in Key West, we were out before it was in. In this open and inclusive paradise, you can be yourself, make new friends, and savor our live and let live vibe. With LGBTQ plus friendly accommodations, our legendary nightlife, and year-round activities and events, it's always a good time to come as you are. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Custard TV podcast time. You've no idea how lucky you are to have us this week because Matt is Hello. offline. Well, he's not at the moment, but he has been offline since, I don't know, when was it you were offline? Tuesday evening, and we're recording this on Monday afternoon, so almost a full oh, week. Wow, yeah, yeah. I reckon Channel 4 could fit you with a camera and you just yeah. tell us what be, what life is like without being online. Mm. I mean, what, but I see. I, I've got a friend at work. Well, I, I work with him. I won't say friend. But, um, <laughs> he moved to a new place about a couple of months ago, say, and he yeah. hasn't got internet yet. He has like a telly and a DVD. But I, I don't even think he's got a TV license. He basically watches DVDs and listens to the radio, like the actual radio, radio. Wow. So he has, but he and he walks a lot, and I think he spends a lot of time with his mum. Basically, it's but, like uh, he lives in 1996. Luke, Gary, and Matt. This could be a podcast. A podcast? Don't you have to be some sort of whiz kid to do those? Uh, definitely not. Anyone with a computer can make one. Talking telly. Use your ears and trust them. This is the Custard TV podcast. Yes, that would entertain me briefly. From thecustardtv.com. What have you mm. found the most frustrating thing about not having the internet? It's weird because I'm not sort of just like randomly YouTubing as much. So it's probably saving me time and giving me more sleep. <laughs> I think I find it. Well, basically what I've been doing is I've been sort of sporadically going back to my mum's and I've been... It's what you're saying is it's brought you closer to family is what yes, you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's not been a massive struggle, you know, like first world problems and all that. Yeah. But it's just for the first do... week though. Doing stuff for the site, I know, and I still haven't heard from an engineer, so it might be another week yet, so yeah. Well, I was going to say, I'm sure you'll have seen, you may not have done with being offline. I particularly lacks waxed lyrical not laxed lyrical, as I was about to say. Waxed. Yeah. Oh, no, you did wax. I did wax. I always do before we speak. Um, Everything Sucks has been axed by Netflix. Oh. They they never reveal the numbers, but apparently it didn't do well, so there won't be any more. Always a bit of a thing to end with a cliffhanger, guys. Yeah, a real risk, isn't it? Especially on Netflix, because the majority of people who binge or stream that now won't have seen that news about it being axed and you know we'll think it's we'll a real, it is a real sh- it is a real shame because i did like 
the fact that sort of stuff like Gypsy got a second series and Friends from College and no, other things. No, that didn't get a second series. Yeah, it did. I'm not sure about Gypsy, but Friends from College definitely did because yeah. we, we talked about it on the podcast. We talked that they had got a second season. Uh, this is not TV related at all, right? But, you know, when I went to type into Google there, as you did, Friends from College, um, and you know how Google brings up your last mm. your last searches to make it easier for you. So I've got uh, a radio station, uh, download YouTube videos. That's sometimes what I do to get the clips for the things. How many episodes is The Bridge Season 4? Plantation Shutters, Chicken Booner. What weekend I've had. <laughs> I mean, that's rock and roll, doesn't it? I don't even remember. Somebody else has put plantation shutters. But I wanted to Google Chicken Booner because I'd never had one and I, I wanted to order it, but I needed to know <laughs> what it looked like. I thought, I need the to life see you it. lead. I know, it's rock and roll. We this should do this on. This is, this is Patreon content, this is. We need to do. <laughs> Patreon now um, has got a new feature called Lens where you can sort yeah. of just like, like their Snapchat thing. So we could do a thing of Luke eating his first. Chicken Booner. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry, folks, you missed that. That was on Saturday. Uh, uh, but yeah, I mean, don't get much more rock and roll than that. I mean, these are the sort of things you are missing. You'd have to blind order a Chicken Booner now if you don't have the internet. If you've never had one. But yeah. everything sucked not coming back for season two. Yeah, to sum up, <laughs> I think it's a bit of a shame. And I think that Netflix should either give things a wrap-up mm. or tell us how it does in the numbers because it would be interesting wouldn't it to know because this is it didn't do well enough worldwide not just in england but mm. across the entire world that netflix inhabits it just didn't do well i mean it was rough around work. the edges i oh, mean absolutely I, absolutely yeah and i think like the reviews weren't stellar and someone I, t- I i say one of these weddings i talked to someone and they said they'd seen the trailer and it almost looked like a spoof of like yeah. they i i recommended it at the time because people always when you see people and they know you i know my mind TV, goes blank um i always recommend american vandal and he'd already yeah. seen that I always so, do the end of the effing world unless they're mm-hmm. over 60 as well. I think they'd watch that as well, actually. Oh. So um, everything sucks. And they say, oh, we watched the trailer for that. And it looked like us. So I don't know if it was the marketing and, and like yeah. the reviews. And it wasn't well, um, like a lot of these Netflix things beforehand, you know, they're coming. They tr- they sort of preview them mm. or whatever. This just sort of is one of those things that landed on a Friday that I happened mm. to see was coming and thought, worth a go and actually to be fair to netflix in a way if i hadn't have done it all in one go which is rare for me i've only done that with a few things then i don't think i'd have the affection i have for it no no so that leads us on to the resident which matt wanted to watch because it's a medical drama matt and i both liking er and there hasn't really been one outside of bodies for me that i've gravitated to and this one has matt zucri aka Carrie from The Good Wife, who we both like. I like how we both Googled how to say Matt Zucri before we spoke about it this week. I had to YouTube it. <laughs> I had to have... I had, not only could I Google it, I did Google it. Obviously, I Googled it before Plantation Shutters and Chicken Booner, because it's not in the list. But um, I had to YouTube it to have somebody introduce him. But Matt Zucri is... is uh... Matt Zucri, um... This is created by three people, which is strange for a... Always worrying. 
That Amy is... Holden Jones, Haley Shaw, and Roshan Sethi. The latter two worked on the medical show Code Black together, mm-hmm. and all three worked on something. I think it's called, but yeah, Black Box, which was an ABC medical drama that I don't know at all. I've never heard of. Amy Holden Jones, though, most famous for being the screenwriter behind Beethoven. So he's been living off the money for creating the characters in Beethoven and all the sequels that that sort of... Yeah, we're going to say, where do you stand on, like, Beethoven Goes to College or whatever came (laughs) after the... She only wrote the the first one, but obviously probably gets um, money for the the characters every time there's a um, a sequel, a straight-to-video sequel. Here's some of her credits. Slumber Party Massacre, Mystic Pizza, Made to Order, as in M-A-I-D. Oh, I got that. Beethoven, and Indecent Proposal. The resident in um, the show is uh, Matt Zuckery's character, uh, Conrad Hawkins, Who's I always book? get annoyed by the names in American shows. <laughs> I've tried not to be, but that that kind of... Nobody's called that in life. He is a sort of throw caution to the wind, very sort of abrasive... Like, as you say, like House. Basically, I House. Don't, I don't actually Young House. know. House was, a, was brilliant, but, more, but very abrasive. I think this is a watered-down House. Comrade here gets a new medical student, uh, Devon Pravesh, who um, doesn't click with him at all straight away, finds him very rude. And he goes to um, Emily Van Camp's character, who's the nurse, uh, one of the head nurses, I think, Nick Mm. Nevin, and tells her, um, I want a new resident. She does this whole analogy about um, mechanics. Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, that really grated on me as I well. Think should, I think that sums up the resident perfectly. The other story here involves uh, Bruce Greenwood's Dr. Randolph Bell, who's the sort of figurehead of the hospital. He's known sort of as this um, very prominent surgeon, but he is losing his grip, his touch. At the very start, there's this thing that happens that they all have to cover up for his negligence. He loses a patient on the table. Conrad knows that he's not what he was and says, like, basically, stop killing patients. I'm going to rat you out and things like that. At the end, we find out that he is, you know, he tries to do the best for his patients. He he is he sort of gives uh, Devon, like, a sort of more of a pep talk. There, he reveals that there was a little girl with cancer that he carries a photo of in his wallet that he tried to save mm. and couldn't. So mm. we get a little bit of softer side to him. One of my biggest issues, aside from the clunky dialogue and the general silliness that Matt has summed up for us, uh, I just find it frustrating that there is this trend now in dramas, both in the US and here, where the main characters are so abrasive and annoying and you just don't want cause you just don't want well, I, to be in their company sorry to put in but i think as i said there i think that is what house was like but they broke him down as it went oh you know he wasn't us yeah, like, I, I knew that they not to quote gary because he yeah. would say that's sort of, this sort of thing but i knew that they were going to break him down because yeah. the arsey doctor thing's been done to the nth degree i mean the Good Doctor, which is still a massive ratings hit over there, 
the good doctor is maybe a possibly a good doctor, but he's really irritating as a I, person. I don't see what would be wrong with him being a nice person mm. and us liking him. I don't, you know, when we when I first got properly into ER, I just really almost immediately liked that group mm. of people. And there are moments of silliness in that. Of course, there are mm. really stupid, silly done for comedy moments that I don't find particularly funny but I go along with them because the show's got its heart in the right place and the characters are really nice this just seemed really in your face and Mm. abrasive and it was a chore and it shouldn't be a Mm. chore I mean watching telly is not a difficult job linking it back to ER I suppose what they're trying to do is do a um, Carter and Benton type relationship because Benton is the abrasive one isn't he he's very Mm. Matter of fact, he isn't a nice guy, really, is he? To start off no, with, Ben. But almost. But you've got, you you've know, got, you know, his heart's in the right yeah. place as well. But I think by the end of this, you got that the, you know, Conrad's heart was in the right place. But I think the way Eric LaSalle played it in ER, Matt Zuckery here is sort of it's boiled down to the bare essentials, and I don't know if that's him or the script because we he... like. Matt Zuckery in The Good Wife. It took, yeah, but it even took on that, he's a bit smarmy, isn't yeah. he? He's just, he's dialed up the smarm for this. Mm. I like Emily Van Camp as well, who here, again, seems to be playing the sort of the nice role, the sort of, oh, he's all right, you know, he's misunderstood. Yeah. Um, Did you feel compelled at all to think, oh, I'd like to see where this goes? Though? No. That's the big question, no. isn't it? No. Yeah. Nothing to make it stand out from the pack, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. And I suppose they've got the big new medical drama this season with um, the good doctor, as we said. So this is probably going to get lost in the shuffle. Um, it's frustrating because, on the whole, medical dramas there are they're not. It's not a saturated market, and done well, I do quite enjoy. Them, I mean, Grey's but... Anatomy still going. Yeah, but I've never actually seen an. I watched that. the first few seasons of that when um, I watched it on. I think it was Sky Living. I think had it. Um, it was all right when it started, but I think like any of these, it's when you they have to start replenishing the characters. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Sandra Owen, that was the sort of abrasive. She was the star of that show for me, and I think when it was Sandra and Catherine Heigl and um, Isaiah Washington who left under a cloud from that show. I think I watched about the first three seasons of that or four, but it just it's one of those that that lost quality as it went on as as most of these do but i can't see um the resident really unless something miraculous happens getting past maybe it'll get a second season but i don't yeah so if you want to watch it and make up your own mind uh the resident wednesday nights thanks to the billboard on the universal now the universal channel is that is that sky and virgin I don't know. I don't want to Google it because I don't. I'll want to... Google it. Because then Chicken Booner will move further down my list and drop off entirely. If you don't I'm not you, and you don't want your Booner to drop off. <laughs> no, not this early on in the week. <laughs> oh, uh, let's just say yes. I know it's not on Freeview anyway, so it's not. Okay. It, it, I was just thinking it's not Universal, really. If you can't uh, get oh, it on Freeview, <laughs> might be on FreeSat. I don't know. I, I, I don't know, and quite frankly. It makes no difference to my life in, in this case. You're listening to the Custard TV Podcast. The official podcast of thecustardtv.com. Now, for the reviews here in the UK of England, we have got uh, Deep State, which is a new one on Fox. Weird that, because Fox is obviously a US channel, and they've made their own UK original, 
uh, which is called Deep State Stone Mark Strong. We've got Sky One's new comedy In the Long Run, exec produced and based loosely on the early life of Idris Elba. Is it not created by Idris Elba? It may well be. Shush. And, <laughs> and Ordeal by Innocence, the second uh, and penultimate of uh, the Agatha Christie um, drama that's airing on Sunday nights on BBC One. So, which of the three would you like to delve in next? Should we do Deep State to start off with? So, it stars Max Strong as Max, Mark, Strong. Mark Strong as Max Easton. Uh, easily, David Williams isn't in this. Um, <laughs> thanks for keeping that in last week, by the way. He um, is a former spy who has moved, who's sort of started his life again living in France with a, a younger wife and uh, two daughters. He sort of finds out like his bank account's been frozen and there's people sort of lurking around his garden and it turns out that the sort of the um, establishment want him back working for them. His older son, played by Joe Dempsey, Harry, has been working in this sort of like gang of people who are assassinating scientists in Iran. It looks like he's been double-crossed by someone that Mark Strong's character Max trained originally. So he then goes to Beirut uh, with with an old acquaintance to try and track down the people who he thinks killed his son. And then the big reveal at the end is that his son wasn't killed and that the people who have rehired him are the ones who are sort of trying to double-cross everyone. I just found this, uh, yes, ambitious for a channel that can't have that big of a budget, really, to make their own stuff. Well, it's like it's, it's like um, Fox Productions in Europe and yeah. Fox Studios Europe. So it's going out across the continent. And we yeah. should say as well, it's also available on Now TV on the entertainment package, I think. My, my main niggle with this, I don't have a great deal to say, is that the fact that it was just woefully generic mm. and um and you know made me want to watch either the first series of homeland again yeah faster period 24 yeah for, for me it was just woefully generic and i thought mark strong is an actor that i put in a similar category to david morrissey the way you explained David Morrissey last week is exactly how I'd explain Mark Strong. I've seen him do some really intense good work when he's got something meaty and and you know vaguely intelligent to do and a great cast surrounding him, but he's not a very convincing action hero here and I just found it a bit bland really. I I felt like it was made from a factory that makes these sort of shows and I I didn't care. TV by committee. Yeah, kind of, kind of. Yeah, Not it was some sort of, it sort of switch your brain off and enjoy it, mm. which is fair enough. That is exactly that what percent. I did. Um, yeah. Switch. I it passed the time. Fifty minutes it was, and and it yeah. passed the time fairly, fairly easily enough. I would disagree actually with Mark Strong. He for me lifted this. I was completely compelled when he was on screen, but I don't think Matthew Parkhill did a good job of explaining the relationships, who was who. We, we were pretty much dropped in, weren't we? Yeah. I think the writing was very weak. I thought the performances, yeah. Mark Strong was, was good, was inoffensive. Again, like we said with The Resident, not compelled to watch any more of this. So even though it had a massive sort of cliffhanger at the end, just very generic and very sort of forgettable, really. 
Yeah, paint by numbers and yeah. Uh, and yeah. If you're enjoying our positive thoughts on all of these shows, uh, then they continue over on a service called Patreon where we've done special extra podcasts to uh, talk about the shows that are still running and also box set binges. I, I was cleaning it up earlier today. We've got eight extra helpings so far, mm-hmm. all from this year, which are about sort of half an hour to 45 minutes each. Yeah, last uh, week was particularly lengthy. Yeah, I mean, the early ones we talked about what we were looking forward to this year, including Gary saying Deep State was one of his top five to look oh, forward wow. to. I don't know how he knew about that. I'd never heard of it until it His words, Deep State, Altered Carbon, Endeavour. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember what the other ones were. Uh, but the best TV. Yeah. No, no. So there's that. You can find out how we're doing with our sort of like prediction so far. Me and Luke did one where we, we ranked our favourite Inside Number 9 episodes. Enjoyed that, yeah. Uh, it's a service where you can pay as little as, as you can uh, to get extra content. And it just goes into a pot to help us either run the site more efficiently uh, all these podcasts surprisingly enough do cost us some money to put out and to maintain so you'd be helping towards that and getting us to screenings and things because matt has a full-time job i'm not rolling in it despite my you know my well-spoken nature and things so it just helps with uh, with keeping things ticking along nicely we love to do the podcast it's the highlight of, of my week particularly tells you a lot about my life but it does need some helping hands so anything you can give is great is uh, well received and of course it's one thing where you can join us for a little bit drop out and rejoin patreon.com forward slash the custard tv continuing on with in the long run which is created as matt said earlier and as i wrongly didn't mention uh, by luther star idris alba about his early childhood he stars alongside Bill Bailey, because they were always meant to be doing a sitcom together. Uh, Kelly Shirley, who was in yeah, Carly Wicks a long time ago, and uh, and the guy from Rev, Mick from Rev, who I like uh, playing um, Idris Elba's brother. Valentine. Oh, is that who that is? As as you said, stars Idris Elba. And- Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile priority as a certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. As um, Walter, the um, who's lived in um, the Hackney for about 13 years, uh, the family originally comes from Sierra Leone, and um, he's got, they've got a, te- a teenage son. Would you say, or he's a, he's sort of 10, 10 11. 10, 11, 12. Yeah. Um, Cobner, the name of the son. And um, they, uh, it starts basically with the brother Valentine turning up and being this sort of Jack the Lad, not being sort of 
acclimatised with Well, he's, Brit- he's been sent by uh, the Idris' mother. He's not turned up. He's actually been sent over there to be under his brother's wing. Yeah, to sort of straighten him out a bit, and he is a bit of a loose cannon. There's a, there's a great little early scene where... He's not used to the cold climate and he sort of the, breathes in and it sees his breath and it's like, what's that? What am I seeing? Um, and as you say, Bill Bailey uh, lives above them and plays their neighbour bagpipes. Uh, and, and this is basically just introduces the family dynamic, introduces sort of the character of Valentine. There's not a lot to say really in this first episode. I mean, I watched two and the second one has a little bit more to say about bagpipes and his relationship with his wife and the fact that she had an affair and she's got a, a young daughter well, that, that he's raised as his own who's mixed race, which is a more interesting story, I think, than anything that happened in the first episode. Uh, funny funny enough, um, what did you think, I, 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 I didn't laugh, I've got to be honest, I oh, okay. didn't laugh. I mean, part of that might be, again, I watched on my own and, and just in general nobody laughs that on their own unless it's, you know... That really takes you by surprise. Um, I hate to do this because I just feel like we're, I'm knocking everything mm. this week. And I just say, I mean, as we say, it was created by uh, Idris Elba, but the the writing team on it seemed to have uh, been the writers on the job lot. So that's a bit of extra context for you. I mean, one thing I would say is that y- you do feel part of the world. I think the period detail in this is spot on. The music in it, you know, you get a lot of those. 80s tunes it did remind me of stuff in the same ilk like cradle to grave and um i suppose there's a little bit of moon boy in this maybe because it's sky and that but, was but, sort of, but for me yeah it didn't it didn't have the charm of moon oh, boy. okay um, i thought it had a, i thought it had enough charm in it and i don't know how much i liked and this is gonna sound awful and and close-minded and I don't know how much I liked Idris trying to play a comedy character, although he wasn't overtly... Okay, no, I get what you although mean. Although he wasn't overtly com- comical, he's not, yeah. the, he's not the face, really. It might be mm. his story, but he's not the face. I didn't feel compelled to watch the mm-hmm. second one. Maybe I, I think watching the second never... one... Cause we say this about comedies, don't we? That it's hard yeah. to sort of gauge. That's why we did that with Lee and yeah. Dean. And I think I, I enjoyed it more watching the second one because... The first one was made more of sort of a world establisher. I think Bill Bailey actually did a really good job in the second episode. We praise him as an actor. And I, I, I actually would disagree. I did like seeing Idris doing something a bit different and something a bit lighter. I think there is an imbalance in tone. I don't know if this is one of those comedies that you're meant to laugh at. Another thing it sort of reminded me of a little bit was um, Cemetery Junction, the Ricky Gervais film experience of him and Stephen Merchant growing up in Reading this this is sort of a love letter to the 1980s Hackney that Idris Elba knew and they have hired some comedy writers who are good at sort of sparky dialogue in a way and, and I'm lying, character, actually, and I, I just remembered that I did laugh okay loud at, on. Uh, one scene which was a scene where they're in a hospital and uh, he's, they're on a children's ward and they swear and then the nurse wears and yeah. they say, this is a children's ward. I thought that was really, really well uh, yeah. done and the, the back and forth. Is this your idea of being responsible? I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to. This is exactly your problem. You never mean for anything to happen. You have not changed. You need to grow up and shh. Is this a children's ward? My son nearly died because this idiot forgot to give him his inhaler. 
Forgot? What were you doing? I was uh, DJing. Hey, you fucking idiot. Her son could have died, you gobshite. This is a children's ward. But on the whole, I, I, I could have watched the second one, but I just didn't feel like I wanted to slash needed to. Is this, uh, you've watched two, you've got a better idea of the world and Bill Bailey giving it some pathos, it sounds like, in that second one. Are you going to continue I on? Don't, I don't, I don't know, I feel like I haven't really stuck with any comedies this year, apart from, I don't know why I gave Derry Girls as many chances as I did, but... Well, because I w- that was, it's just, mm. you wanted to know what all the fuss was about. Yeah, that, I, I mean, I disagree that you, that this hasn't got any charm to it, I found this very charming. But again, it is like Damned. I think it's very forgettable. I only watched yeah. the first episode of this uh, series of Damned, I and, feel and like we're, un- we're somewhat unqualified to do this now. But I suppose, like, I know, saying that though, we stuck with Mum, we stuck with This Country, I stuck with Derry Girls. Inside so, number nine. I, I was well. That's sort of its own beast, yeah, as we'll go on to when we talk about yeah. Baftas, really. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I liked this, but I think it sort of occupies that odd territory of not being like a full laugh out loud comedy and not having that memorable character yeah. in it really i don't think it's got even I, have... I, I think the t- like you said the tone is all over the place because mm. valentine is is quite in your face mm. and he's sort of in a different show to Bill Jimmy acting and... bowler is the actor's name yeah. i should say he's in a different show in a way to Bill Bailey and Idris Elba and things. And I feel like if we go back through all the podcasts we've done this year, and we've, we've you've said it several times today, things are just not I mean, of sticking the three, with us, are of they? The, of the things we've watched the first episodes of, this would be the one that I would go back to if I had the time. I think that's what I'm saying. If I went, oh, I need a comedy, I would put this on the same level as Lee and Dean, that I like them both. I found them charming, but they both sort of didn't compel me to watch any more. I've watched two of each, and I might and go the, back yeah. to watch one or the other, but I would put... And plus, I mean, this being on Sky, I think there's less access to it just generally, isn't there? I think it's odd that this that Sky have done this. I think maybe they've given Idris and the writing team more creative freedom, but, you know, it, it, less people watch it as a result, I suppose. Hmm. Yeah, okay, so in the long run, we mentioned Now TV earlier on with Deep State. That's all there as well uh, on Now TV because you can download the whole And Sky, whatever. I don't understand Sky box sets and Sky Go and what the difference is between. If you've got Sky or Now TV, you can watch all of this at your leisure uh, from from now until you can't anymore. Uh, In the long run is on Sky and Now TV uh, weekly and all there for your uh, viewing pleasure. We'd love to hear from you. Drop us an email. CustardTVReviews at gmail.com Finally, in the review section, the second and uh, penultimate episode of Ordeal by Innocence uh, from Sarah Phelps, adapted from the Agatha Christie novel. I raved about this last week. I enjoyed it. It took me by surprise. I felt quite involved. Matt, on the other hand, said... I don't know, I wasn't quite as invested, and I don't know. I'll watch the next one, definitely, but I don't know how compelled I was. And we don't need to review this second one as such, although it did intrigue me further. I thought there's some really 
interesting and um, strong performances throughout this, actually, from people like Bill Nye and Eleanor Tomlinson and Matthew Good, literally ringing. Luke Treadaway. Yeah, I thought they were all excellent, uh, actually, and Matthew Good particularly, who I've liked in other things, but he seems to be reveling in That this. wine show he does with yeah. uh, Matthew Reese. you love yeah, that. Yeah, I'm, I'm still hinging <laughs> on that. But, um, but I thought he was really reveling in the... the the way his character behaves yeah. and getting every the antagonist last... sort yeah, of really, yeah, yeah really really good I think Alice Eve deserves an mm. applause as well for her portrayal as the, the new lady she's the nearest thing to comic relief for this yes like yeah, I am trying to eat my grapefruit and you are not yeah. letting me eat my grapefruit eat your grapefruit then <laughs> you know, so the reason for us talking about it again is to see really whether our viewpoints have shifted whether Matt find, found it any more compelling or whether I sort of went off the ball I have to say for me I am rubbing my hands together with the, with the yeah. thought of the next episode it, it was really really well done really well paced I was never bored it was an hour but it didn't feel like a long hour and I think the the dialogue is superb from Sarah Phelps and then when you get these actors delivering it and Morven Christie just skulking around in the background looking mysterious and evil. In the nuclear fallout shelter yeah, that I didn't realise that was the, last week. It's wonderfully atmospheric, like all of Sarah's adaptations of Christie's stuff is, and I find it really, really enjoyable. How do you feel now after episode two? See, I watched the first one on the laptop. This one I watched in the uh, on the TV um, mm. at my mum's in the kitchen, and I, I don't know if it was the different way or it's just like that it sort of was a better episode, but I really enjoyed this more than the first episode. I think yeah. I got more of who everyone was in this episode. Yeah. And like, yeah. I don't think I really understood even that Matthew Goodnell and Tomlinson were married in the last, in the last episode. I didn't think you would. I didn't think you did. No. Cause you kept asking me about surnames. And yeah. Stuff, but so. I thought they, I thought he was one of the kids. I think she introduced the theme more here of it being like the nuclear bomb and stuff like that. And, the Luke Treadaway character who's the witness saying that he was put in a mental asylum because of his fears of working on the, um, I can't remember the name of the project now, but it's something to do with the atomic bomb and his sort yeah. of, the way they do his fantasies of things going into nothingness and stuff like that. You always think of Agatha Christie dramas as being set at the sort of the turn of the 20th century and mm. I, I hadn't placed this as the 1950s and, and the sort of, you know, the paranoia being there as much as it was and, when Morven Christie was disappearing, I almost felt like she was going, like, visiting someone in a hospital or something yes, like that. I didn't yes. realise it was, like, a nuclear fallout shelter. And, and this then looked at the paranoia of the Anna Chancellor character and her unflappable nature. And, and obviously it was one of the kids, or Alice Eve, trying to bring her down. And at the end of this episode, we obviously saw Matthew Good being finished off as well. And yeah. the the old favourite sort of Agatha Christie moment where you see... You see, as I say, it's a, of course it's you. It's a, a very sort of cliche murder mystery but thing. I still and like it. it. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed it, as you can tell. She makes this almost into a haunted house drama. Yeah, the house yeah. itself is very eerie. Creepy. And there's that scene where Matthew Good is pleading with Luke Treadaway, like, you need to get me out of here. I'm afraid for my life. They'll come for me and then they'll come for you. And like the, the sort of the thing with the the dodgy invest inspector and him trying to sort of frame the Anthony Boyle character for the murder because he was having an affair with his wife. And you have to, I suppose, give it to Christian Cook as well, who is very sort of 
like a magnetic presence in this, and and he didn't have long to actually do it. Be prepared to be in this, you know. He he was re all the scenes here were refilmed with, you know, Ed Westwick originally, and I think I suppose the cast in and the whole have to sort of be praised for having chemistry with a different actor, having already filmed the entire thing yeah. with Ed Westwick, and I just think. Yeah. It's really well done. I love the stuff where all the kids went into the woods and the um, Ellen Tomlinson's character, Mary, being like, I was the first one. You know, you all should came later. Me. Yeah, it should have been me. That and loved the most. All la and full of herself, but we remember when you arrived. Crawling with fleas, wetting the bed every night. What's that got to do with it? Everything. Why did you lie? Because she's devious and he's, he's a freak. Having to eat your dinner with a spoon because you can't be trusted with anything sharp. Gouging holes out of your arms and legs. We all know you do it. Shut up! You know better than us, Mary. You're no different. I am different. I am better. I was first. I was chosen. The rest of you just, just turned up. Let's just see who's best girl now. You're no better than them. What you did. What you are. Throwing yourself at men. So cheap. Damaged goods. Shop soiled. It's no wonder Daddy's ashamed of you. It wasn't us. None of you should have been it. It should have just been me. On my own with her, it should have just been me. You ruined it. You ruined it, you all ruined it. And the biggest praise I can give it is the fact that I really needed the loo halfway through and, and decided to... <laughs> and now you've got one less kidney. Yeah, yeah. But, like, no, I can't leave this or, you know, I'll I'll miss something. So, no. What we're learning here is that Matt doesn't have Sky in the kitchen at his mum's. He couldn't have paused it. Could you have paused it? Pos- no, not that telly. No, no. not no, no. Can, I, can I just say as well, I, I, I said last week how it looks stunning. And there are scenes in this and there was a scene where... Uh, Luke Treadaway has a breakdown and it shows you sort of his world collapsing. Mm, that's that was like I, something out of Legion from yeah. last year. Though. I mean, it was just, you don't expect that in oh, A, I, a nine o'clock Sunday drama and B, an Agatha Christie adaptation. I thought it was stunning. I wanted to praise the direction, actually, and the editing in this. Sandra Goldbacker-Baker is the director on this um, and I thought she did a superb job with all the different sort of close-ups and the sort of the eeriness of it and the the sort of point of view shots and everything and the cinematography and the and the editing between all the bits and stuff like that and you don't it all hangs together so well and you the sort of not knowing how to who to trust and you the fact that um even though luke treadaway is telling the truth he's still an unreliable witness because he's got mental health issues you know there's that brilliant scene where he's like breaking up all his lithium with a rock because yeah, he doesn't like that. that he doesn't want to forget things and so it's just good and, and I'm really intrigued to see where it, you know the the resolve and who it is and it has had some criticism overnight okay. that, that certain tabloids and, and websites uh, like the radio times have picked up on uh, to do with the language they say that Agatha Christie would never have used uh, f off so often as they did last night i mean it didn't spoil my enjoyment of it but um, it was an interesting choice 
to have that sort of language in mm. there, but I, I wouldn't have really noticed it otherwise. I think we're so I think desensitized I, to it now. If we're talking about swearing, I think um, Deep State actually had the more unnecessary swearing because it, it felt more out of place there for some reason than it did in this yeah. sort of tense family environment in, in uh, Audio by Innocence. Yeah, so that is concluding Sunday at 9 on BBC One. I mean, it's nice to talk about something that I really enjoy because outside of the Americans and this, there's there's virtually nothing on terrestrial TV what? this week or next that I'm really into. So I'm really glad this. Versace and the Good Fight, I suppose. Oh, Versace, loving that. Well, you're only yeah, you got to stay at your mum's. I'm Wednesday I'm BBC night, I'm BBC Pace. Yeah, but you got to stay at your mum's. Oh, you well, no, I've got the, the I can watch the telly. It's on BBC Two. Of course it is. It's on the real life. Well, telly. That's what I did on Wednesday night after I, I come back from uh, having a deal with work. Well, yeah, because I'd had a big calzone at Zizi, so a lot of those words I didn't understand. Pick of the week, then. This is where we point your face at something worthwhile uh, in your world on TV in the next seven days. Um, I'm go go, Matt. Go, Matt. Well, I will say, um, for me, watch The Third Come Home, which is on Tuesday night, so it would have been on. Catch up with it. <laughs> I don't or, know. Okay, let's say um, I, I will also flag up Britain's Got Talent, which is starting on 8pm on ITV on Saturday night. That's the only sort of big show. I mean, ITV are sort of um, flagging up their Super Saturdays are back. I watched the voice final, again, lack of internet. Uh, which was run by Ruti, Luke. Ruti won. Really? Yes. I would describe her sort of Tracy Chapman-esque voice. Yeah. Um, I reckon, going out on a limb, I reckon she'll be as successful as the other voice winners. Just, just, just going out on well, a limb well, Last year's winner, Mo, has just released his album, apparently, so you never know. I am still obsessed with... Um, uh, American Crime Story, The Assassination of Gianni Versace, despite never knowing quite what way round you're supposed to say it every time I mention it. Uh, so that can con- continues Wednesdays at 9 o'clock. Uh, episode 8, which is not this week, but next week, is Andrew's um, origin story, where you learn more about him as a young boy and his relationship Andrew with his Kunanan. father. Uh, Andrew Kunanan. You know those women who get obsessed with serial killers and marry them while they're still in prison? I've become a bit like that with Andrew Kunan and I want to know everything about him and and I want to write to him. and <laughs> Yeah, so that continues. Nine o'clock on BBC Two. Uh, make sure you see Yeah, there's not a lot on next week. I mean, no. there's ITV have got this thing called Give It a Year with Karen Brady, not to be confused with this time next year with Davina McCall. Yeah. So I don't know what we will discuss next week. No idea at all. Britain's Got um, Talent, The yeah. Button. Yeah. God help us all. This seems to be a current trend where we are literally, hence why we ended up talking about Deep State and The Resident, we're just trying to find anything that's on well, TV to talk about with, with you know, and have something to say about. Because there isn't a ton at the moment. But yeah, Britain's Got Talent is back on Saturday. We'll discuss that. BBC One, The Button is a new interactive game show. We'll be discussing that. Home from no home? 
no, 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 no. We'll be di- we'll be discussing all the uh, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle stuff that are on that's on be, uh, Channel Five. He'll be next dragging week. me, kicking and screaming back <laughs> whether I want to come back or not. Okay, we'll be back soon. Thanks ever so much for listening. Remember patreon.com forward slash the custard we'll be talking you... about BAFTA nominations yeah. our, our predictions and what should have been nominated yeah over there on the, on the extra, extra helping YouTube as well iTunes find us in there Twitter's quick at Luke Custard TV for me um, the one incommunicado at the moment is Gary that's at the Gary show and Matt is it at Matt's TV Bites as I say next week back against my will probably I will make Luke watch the Keith and Paddy picture show. No, I won't. God, no. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Rate and review us wherever you find us. I think that it's programs like this that help people realise that they're not alone. Search The Custard TV on YouTube, iTunes and Facebook. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.